Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora will tell us who the true contenders are after a defining week seven of the NFL season. And that's where we will begin. So many outstanding individual and team performances. The Ravens absolutely demolished the rather formidable Detroit Lions 38-6. We had the Patriots upsetting the Bills 29-25. Sunday night football was definitely a coming out party for A.J. Brown and the Philadelphia Eagles, who uh, had a bit of a misstep the week prior. Of all of these great individual and team performances, Joe, which one stood out among the rest? Lion stuff. Oh, it makes me want to vomit. And so did their performance yesterday. (laughs) Wasn't that just a beautiful thing? Wasn't it a beautiful thing? All the signs were there, and there they are for it was over immediately. Public, get the hell out. Most bet team yesterday, Detroit plus three. Most bet money line, Detroit plus 135 at MGM. Uh, second most bet side was Buffalo dead. Second most bet money line last night, Miami plus 125 also dead. We've talked about, especially I'd say over the first, you know, five weeks where the public was doing very well. We knew that turn was going to come. Well, it happened, right? It happened. The public got smoked out yesterday. I mean, so that's uh, that, that's top of mind for me. I was very intrigued what was going to happen with the game. My concern on the Baltimore side was teams performing outside of Jacksonville. They're, they're the ultimate outlier. How would they perform coming back from the London trip? And we, we have a few examples early this season with some good teams where they did not perform all that well. Well, that was not the case with the Ravens guys. Over 500 yards of total offense, 12.8 yards per pass, 12.8 yards per pass attempt for Lamar. What a day, almost 400 total yards for him, four touchdowns. You know, you you could look at Detroit side and say, oh, Jameer Gibbs finally showed up. I'm on Ross St. Brown, got hit. (laughs) It's all garbage time. Okay, fine. For fantasy football, fine. If you want to talk about that, if you bet on the props, cool. But uh, Baltimore dominated every way, five for six in the red zone. That was an issue last week in London. Harbaugh was going conservative, but uh, no conservative style yesterday. They they came out to smash them at home, and they did. Uh, the over still hit just barely, even though Detroit was only able to put up six points. Yeah, the Ravens finally, Todd Munkin and this offense, I think they're in sync now. It's exciting to see. I've been hoping to see this, and I'm glad that we finally got it. 
definitely was, you know, thinking the, the Lions would show up a lot more. So I was wrong there. But as someone who lives in the Baltimore area, happy to see this for Lamar and the Ravens. And I think we all were hoping in the offseason when they got Todd Monk in there that we would see a more explosive offense. And here we are just slightly midway before the se- half of the season. So good on that. My biggest takeaway, guys, the Bills. What is going on? Mm-hmm. Slow starts. Thought this was going to be, gosh, kind of like a bounce-back performance from the offense, and it really wasn't. Very disappointing. And I just looked up, dare I say it, Bills to miss the playoffs. And it's only plus 140, but yeah, it's kind of trending in that direction. I've been really disappointed. I keep expecting that I'm going to see more from this Bills team, and I'm not. So my biggest takeaway was I am down on the Bills right now. Call it overreaction Monday, or maybe it's for real, but (laughs) I don't like what I'm seeing from them. That's not an overreaction. This is a few weeks now. Not in the slightest. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Two, two weeks of this, and we already knew that the defensive injuries for the Bills would be piling up, and at some point it would come back to haunt them. But I think it's fair to say that I wasn't expecting this. Against Mac Jones, him, he was able to exploit all of these injuries of all the people. I mean, we've been talking about him losing a starting gig, and now yeah. he's the one who has exposed the Bills. What in the <laughs> world is going on? That to me is insane. Like Mac Jones had a career day against a team that many very smart people picked to get to the Super Bowl. What was it? 10.7% CPOE or fourth best in his entire career, 56.3% success rate, third best in his entire career. He completed more than 83% of his passes, third best of his career against the Bills. Are you kidding me? I get that this is a divisional game and you're familiar with everybody, but I mean, at some point, Josh Allen has to know coming in, hey, look, this defense is hurting right now through no fault of their own. I've got to take care of things. I've got to step up and make big plays. And he did okay, but it wasn't enough. It was not spectacular. And I think it's safe to say that we should expect spectacular out of Josh Allen. When we're talking about contenders from pretenders, yeah, the Ravens made a case for themselves and a compelling one. And the Bills, look, maybe it's possible that the AFC East is just not as good as we thought it was. Maybe that division's a little bit weaker than we thought it was. I mean, the Dolphins got smacked in the face by the Eagles. And so that was certainly something we need to talk about at length. But it's also something where this division's very winnable. And the Bills are not making a case for it, Joe. They're one play away from losing three in a row. They're one play away last Sunday night. And you know what? I feel like we're having a repeat of a week ago. And I agree. I've said a lot of the things that you said. We all agree on that. That, okay, we knew this was going to happen soon where all these injuries were mounting. But you know what? The schedule is so soft. It's so soft. It, oh, they got the Giants. How'd the Giants keep it close? Well, they, again, they almost right. won that game. And then, oh, they got the Patriots. It's the worst offense, maybe the worst quarterback going in the league right now. Yeah, it's going to be bad at some point, but they should be fine. No, they weren't. They weren't. A team that Josh Allen has dominated, outplayed by Mac Jones, outplayed by (laughs) Mac Jones. The last three games in the first three quarters, the Bills are averaging 5.7 points per game. 5.7 5.7 points per game. These are teams that they should be smashing. Mm-hmm. 
we talk about our priors a lot. We're entering week eight. I think it's time to ditch our priors on the Bills. What do you think? I thought they were in yeah. store for a big season. The injuries at every level, like it is, they, they should not have been favored by more than a touchdown yesterday. Should they be favored mm -hmm. by more than a touchdown against anyone right now? No, the inconsistency on offense. And I keep finding ways to make excuses for them. But as you mentioned, like, it's not an overreaction. This ha keeps happening. So at some point, you do have to ditch your priors. It's a great point. Uh, they, they just are not showing up to be the Bills team I thought they were going to be this season. No, not at all. And, and the other problem, too, is... Whenever uh, Josh Allen needs some time for a play to develop for Stefan Diggs or Gabe Davis or somebody to get open deep down the field, it's just not mm -hmm. happening. You know, part of the reason why this year the Bills are evolving to more, say, 12 personnel with tight ends and, and keeping things shorter is perhaps out of necessity. Maybe this whole time we were thinking, all right, well, maybe they want to be a little bit more conservative to cut back on the turnovers because Josh Allen does have those. Something to be a little bit more conservative, control the ball, control the tempo, and then make sure this defense can step up to where maybe you're winning you know, in a slightly uglier, more physical fashion, but you're still winning big. But you can go deep if you need to. Well, I'm not so sure that's the case anymore. You know, Diggs is still playing well. You know, he's still getting some great numbers. But who else can they rely on with the deep game? You need to have explosive plays to be successful in the NFL. I don't care if you're facing yeah. split safety coverages all the time. I don't care about that. There are other great offenses, which I would like to get to in a minute, just because, like, okay, the Bills took a step back. But guess who looked phenomenally dominant? The Chiefs. Yes, mm -hmm. all reliable Pat Mahomes and company. What a fantastic game that they had against a divisional team that knows him as well as anybody. We're talking about a team that, you know, won the Super Bowl last year. And, you know, yeah, they look bad for the first couple of weeks. But guess what? They've hit a stride now. And the Bills are now being compared with that. Oh, no, 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 no. The Chiefs have made a case. The Ravens have made a case. The, the AFC is is starting to be a little bit more clear cut. The Bills aren't yeah. it. Yep, mm -hmm. that, that's certainly fair. And we'll get to Miami. You mentioned that too. Like, which tier are they falling on? We we are starting to get this divide at the top of the AFC, which I do like. You know, the sample size as as we're wrapping up the first half of the season, we're almost there. But yeah, the Chiefs' offensive performance just as impressive as what we saw out of Baltimore as you mentioned, against mm -hmm. a divisional opponent. People were making the case, and, you know, even I was thinking, ah, oh, maybe it's not a Kelsey game. It's more a Rushy Rice game. Both things can be true because Rice had another big game. He had 60 yards in that one, but Kelsey was just on another level along with Mahomes. What, what, 321 in the first half? 321? Mm -hmm. That was insane. Second most pass. In this economy? In a half, <laughs> it was. Well, I mean, the Chargers. I don't know, man. They're favored by nine over a National Football League team next week. No. Eckler wasn't even involved in the passing game in any sense. And I know we've got to give mm -hmm. the Chiefs some credit for that. But also, you know, let's remember the guy that is most likely to be favored, your favorite for the first coach fired. He's a defensive-minded coach. He's supposed to be Kelsey. What was the game plan against Kelsey for one Brandon Staley? You have a good safety. Like I, I, I don't know what was going on there. Um, Herbert does not look right. 
He threw a couple of picks. One of them was fluky where it was bouncing around. But, um, yeah, the Chargers are a complete <laughs> complete mess right now on the other side. I know the Chiefs will make a lot of teams look dumb, but this Charger thing's been happening all season. Well, you just pointed it out. Staley, a defensive-minded coach, he's got to go. You had one job, and that was to prevent Kelsey from going off. He's the one guy. Yep. And how do you let this happen? I don't understand. All that talent wasted on the Chargers. They've got an incredible roster, and they have zero to show for it. Is Staley going to finish the season? Or he will not be the head coach of the Chargers. Certainly uh, next year, I can guarantee that, but I don't know. Will will they let him finish out the season? It's crazy what's going on. It, it, uh, that is a great question. I don't have the answer to it, but I do know that it, just because the Chargers lost Mike Williams, that is a hit. It absolutely is. But mm -hmm. you cannot say that that is the biggest reason why everything is falling apart. Defensively, right. you've got some standouts there. And instead, J.C. Jackson is no longer around. And all these other studs are not playing up to snuff. Meanwhile, the Chiefs in your division, who you get to play twice a year, uh, I mean, what more can you say about them? The defense looks great. Success rate, 61.4% as far as this Chiefs defense is concerned. That's fourth best in football. Pressure rate of just 30%, but a sack rate of greater than 8%. So when they do get close to the quarterback, they are getting home. It is impressive what these young DBs are doing, especially in zone coverage. The fact that zone coverage has been so good to the Chiefs leads me to believe they're really well coached. Top to bottom, this is a sound, sound organization. And then, of course, offensively, what more can you say about Pat Mahomes? Passes beyond 10 air yards, we thought, okay, maybe Travis Kelsey is the only reliable option. No, there are other good options right here, right now. Travis Kelsey beyond 10 air yards, seven receptions, 154 yards. We mentioned Rasheed Rice, two catches, 43 yards and a score. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, three catches, 84 yards and a touchdown. They can move the ball down the field, move the sticks. It's not just Deacon dunk passes because you're afraid the wide receivers are going to drop the passes. No, this is for real now, offensively and defensively. It is impressive to watch. Again, we've got, we've got to wait and see what happens tonight, and I'm sure the market will react. Just looking at it now, I know it's a small difference, but I think it's a joke that the Chiefs are not favored to win the Super Bowl. Why are the Niners ahead mm -hmm. of them? That doesn't make any sense to me, especially the state of that team. Looks like Trent Williams not going to be out there. We don't know about CMC. Debo's going to miss a couple of games. We found that out over the weekend. The Chiefs should mm -hmm. be your, your favorite to win the Super Bowl, and I think there should be a little bit of separation. They are on a tier by themselves right now. I agree. And you talk about what a great organization this is. They have holes. They find ways to fix it. Oh, the offense isn't quite clicking yet. The defense steps up. They sign Nicole Hardman. They're always doing things to make tweaks, to make sure that they have no holes. And we're seeing it all come together right now. Every single NFL team faces some adversity at some point during the season. And I get mm -hmm. sometimes you need a little bit of luck to win a championship. Everybody does. But the fact that the adversity the Chiefs face, that they overcome it just about every single time, goes to show how brilliant the Chiefs are, how brilliant Andy Reid is, and every single layer of the coaching staff. It is impressive. And it's not just about Pat Mahomes, though he's tons of fun to watch. It's not just about Taylor Swift being out there. They were good prior to this for those who are new to football. It is truly impressive what the Chiefs are doing.